Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Real Estate Podcast, the intersection between the latest trends in real estate and its impact on our everyday lives. We're your hosts, Alex Norman. And Jamie Blonde, and you've come to the right location. The real estate starts now. In today's episode, Stretching into the Future, we explore the intersection between real estate and Pilates. Today's guest, Cynthia Shipley, is a 40-year veteran of health, wellness, and movement. Cynthia has 25 years of experience in Pilates instruction, most recently as a principal and master teacher in Romana's Pilates at her Lifespan Pilates studio in New York City. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. Thank you. Nice to be here. It's a pleasure having you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born in the beloved Baltimore. I've always had a, a, a history of movement, starting with clowning, juggling, and eating fire, which led into the dance, which led into the classical dance, which brought me to New York. And from New York, dancing with the dance state of Harlem, I was introduced to Pilates through a teacher named Kathy Grant, who was one of Joseph Pilates' uh, students. And Kathy Grant directed us to Romana's Pilates because Romana had the certification program. So through that and through injuries and insurance, Pilates was part of our physical therapy. And so that's why we were introduced to it. And that led me to become certified in Pilates. So that's my journey. That's a great, great journey, especially starting with the fire eating. I got definitely dig yeah, into that. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. I was a clown. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can barely eat hot sauce. Uh, so I am very impressed. Um, if I so meet one more fire eating clown, I swear to God. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, it's great to meet you. I'd love to be able to know, understand you, you had a long journey in Pilates and then you most recently opened up a studio about a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Tell us um, what got you into going solo and going dependent? Well, there's several things. Uh, I like to keep things positive. And I just felt boxed in because of the situation I was in. And I felt that in order to keep our Moronis Pilates industry growing, I need to create a very welcoming environment. And that was the main reason. I felt stifled and I saw the business dwindling in the place that I was at. So in order for me to improve myself, I had to leave, which was not easy. It was not easy. Yeah. Well, you're still a part of Romana's Pilates, so you haven't left the, the family. It was just, I guess it was just the location and studio that you were, current, that you were in? It was, oh, oh, yeah. And the reason I left was to enhance Romana's Pilates, to keep that part of it going. So tell us a little bit about, yeah. about Pilates. I think that, you know, there's a lot of fitness um, systems that are out there. We, we interviewed a, a, a gym owner for CrossFit not too long ago. Um, so there's a lot of systems, but Pilates has been around a long time. Um, tell us a little bit about the benefits of Pilates and why um, someone like Jamie or I should, should, uh, should get into it. Well, Pilates is a combination and the equalization of strength and stretch. And you do it through control of movement. So when you have a balance of strength and stretch, you're less injury prone. The body is healthier, it's more aligned, 
and is stronger. Well, there's no doubt as we get older, we're more prone to injury. So anything that can allow our frame and our muscles to maintain that, that, uh, that ability to stretch and be limber, as well as strength, as we lose muscles, we get older has got to be valuable for a population that's aging. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why Pilates, as opposed to some other fads that have come and gone has has lasted for so long. Um, when I think of Pilates, uh, I think of those rooms with those machines that look like torture equipment from the 16th century or something, like putting you on the rack, you know, and, and making you lie down and lift things with your legs. But all those machines are very specific for specific movements that you really can't replicate with anything else. Is that correct? It's correct. And we do have the guillotine in the electric chair, just to let you know. <laughs> that's for people but that don't yes, pay they don't pay their monthly dues, right? <laughs> that's right, and they don't leave. They always they come back. But yeah, you know, and it's funny because it is a system. A lot of people think that mat work is what it is, but the the exercise system is a system. And you need all of the apparatus, including the mat, to make it really work. You know, it's well-rounded, and each piece of apparatus was designed for a specific reason. And I think that um, per what you were saying, Jamie, you know, in terms of torture devices, I think one of the one of the 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 the, the systems in Pilates is called the reformer, if I'm not mistaken. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> reformer, Cadillac. Guillotine. Guillotine, terrific. Chair, I can't believe I'm paying chair. for this. <laughs> yeah, the guillotine. And it, it's, it, it's such a wonderful piece of equipment. It really articulates the spine. It opens up the back. It builds core strength. It balances the body. So the thing about Pilates that's very important is that your stretch and strength become balanced. So you're not too weak or too strong. And that's very important for the muscles. So how important um, is the relationship between the, the, the equipment that's part of Pilates and, and the mat? And how much of that can be done, uh, how much of Pilates can be done at home versus at a studio? Well, you can have a mat class at home and there are other aspects to it. You can do standing Pilates. So there's so much to the system. And Joseph Pilates did create exercises for the client to do at home because he always wanted you to do Pilates, always, not just for an hour. The wall, you can do wall exercises in the office if you need to. You can do it at home. So he always gave clients homework. And the mat was really the homework because you don't need the apparatus. But to use all of the apparatus, including the mat, just gives the body the total well-roundedness and the total understanding of what the function is. You need it all, definitely. So how many versions of Pilates are there? Too many. <laughs> if you really want to know, <laughs> there's only one. There's only Joseph Pilates. And the thing why I chose Kamana's Pilates is because she stuck to that. And it's very specific to the mind. It's not just the physical, but it's the mental also. It is the mind-body connection. And while you're working out, your mind is totally engaged in the movement, even when you're transitioning from one exercise to the other. 
and it changes you. You're, you're right in the moment, totally connected. Yeah. And let me ask a question. Um, when I see Pilates studios, usually I see them within a section of a large gym. Like, for example, at Equinox in L.A., they had a whole Pilates division with Pilates experts that you could sign up for and do separately from the gym membership. Um, Lifespan, is that a standalone um, uh, studio? Is that part of uh, an office building? Where is that located and why? If this is a standalone studio. It's located on 46th Street. The address is 33 West 46 between 5th and 6th. But this is a Pilates studio. It was created mainly for that purpose. Yeah. But really, I don't care where Pilates is taught as long as it's good. You know, it can, yeah. So the good, so the point on that, though, I think I love, I think great point that Jamie had made about some places and some gyms have uh, Pilates uh, in sections or in an area in that gym and then um, other Pilates studios are, are standalone. Uh, now, COVID happened, right? And so everyone was sent home, not able to, to leave the house to a certain extent and gyms closed and studios closed and everyone went online. And so you, we heard a lot about people doing um, yoga and and physical fitness uh, in on Zoom calls. What was the impact? Uh, what impact did, did that virtualization of fitness do for your business? You know, I think about that a lot because I'm going to tell you. Once I accepted the virtual, it took me like an extra week or so before I got started because I just you know. You're old school. Like, you've got old to put school. your hand. That I am old school, but I did it, and and it allows you to reach a much wider audience. And what it did for Romanus Pilates personally, it, it, it brought the community closer together, because I teach people in in Italy, I teach people in Germany, I teach people in China, in Korea, all online, and these are people who want to take class with me, but haven't had the opportunity to. So now it's opened up so many doors. And, and as far as new clients, just through word of mouth, we've gotten many of those. The challenge is getting these people into the studio now. I mean, I still teach them virtually, but the in-house and hands-on, it's nothing like it. Well, I would imagine Alex brought up a good point about how all these systems, whether it was Peloton with the videos, or I think it was called the mirror that you could you exercise yeah. in front of somebody in the mirror, all these all these uh, businesses exploded because you could do it at home, you could do it safely. Uh, Pilates, as you mentioned, has that extra acts aspect of the machines and what they can do, which you can't replicate 100% doing mat work or something against a wall or something in front of a computer. So did you find that it was it, once you could get people back into the studio, they could then start to really appreciate the full benefit they could get from Pilates that they might have just touched on when they started doing something on a Zoom, but they never really got the full experience until they were hands-on on the, on the guillotine, for example. Exactly. This is nothing like it. And for people who have already experienced, they realize what is missing. And it's really the neurological part, the touch. One little touch can just change a movement completely. 
So that is what's missing. And then the energy and the socialization of it, you know, you really do become one with your client in a sense. So just to be in person is very important, but Zoom works and it's here to stay. You know, you'd mentioned, yeah. uh, well, I'm sure it's here to stay and, and, and many more years, uh, or, I mean, many more decades of Pilates to come. And so you mentioned, earl- you mentioned earlier that you um, were on 46th Street. And that sounds to me like it's the middle of a, um, a, a you know, of, of, of an office in the, where the offices are, not where, the, where people live, right? Is there, a, is there a difference between having your studio closer to where people work um, versus where people live? There's a huge difference. Actually, 46th Street has a lot of foot traffic. But I, I honestly think to be in a residential area, it's uh, more conducive to this because our challenge is, along with the other 200 businesses on this block, to make ourselves visible. Where if you're closer to a residential area is i mean your clients are right there it's so convenient yeah so that that is a challenge for us yeah it's interesting you're in new york city and in new york city a lot of people who would commute uh or you know, from from other areas come to midtown and they usually get their pilates done in the morning or they get their workout done at the end of the day right and the place is kind of empty during the day in the middle of the day but or maybe at lunch it's busy again when people come for their one-on-one of their classes so i imagine it's constantly a struggle between being close to the person at home where they live but getting more people into a class or into into and out of the studio if you can if it's someplace where they've got to go to work anyway and they want to get rid of all that stress or they want to do physical therapy from an injury and it's easier to do it right after work or at lunch. So I imagine there's, that's really the advantage of being say in Midtown, correct? Oh yes, there's a definite advantage and people do schedule themselves around their work hours. And, and most of our clients that we have there, we've had them for over 15, 20 years anyway. So those are tried and true, but we need the signage, we need for the scaffolding to come down outside and, you know, to be more visible in that sense. But luckily, we have a certification program. So the 30 some odd people in here are apprentices and maybe five clients. Scaffolding is funny in New York City, right? Everybody says it's horrible and it's ugly. We got to get rid of it until it's raining. And then everybody goes to the side of the street where you can walk 16 blocks without a drop of water. Thank God for the scaffolding, right? Uh Nobody's complaining about that (laughs) or the snow. Yeah. Uh Well, you know, so since you're in a commercial uh, area, I imagine you probably got some good deals uh, over COVID, right? I think I feel like there's a lot of office buildings that perhaps went vacant, a lot of retail operations that went vacant and had um, a lesser bright outlook on their future. Um, probably was a good opportunity to get some inexpensive real estate, right? Oh, and the timing was impeccable. It's all timing. And right now we we got in at, at just the perfect time and you could negotiate rents and you could ask for what you wanted because the places, the buildings were empty. I mean, businesses just closed. We took over a floor that was part travel agency, which just totally shut down for the moment and just accountants and things on the other side. But the rent 
our negotiations were just wonderful. I think that we got in at the time to do that. Now, I think it's still okay, but people, if they want something, now's the time to do it because next year will be another story. Yeah. Well, and I hope you mean that everyone's going to be back and the demand will be high. That would be fantastic. I hope that's and what that's you what I mean. That's what I that's what I see. Eventually, that is the way it'll be. Well, we just had someone on uh, last week, uh, um, a, a successful real estate broker in New York, who was bringing up the point that every 10 years, there's a glitch in the pricing of real estate because of some major event and everyone writes mm -hmm. New York off and they always come back. Um, always come and, back. Yeah. And, and, and Alex, who, who you are in New York now, and from what I hear, you can attest to that. Um, quick question for you, for our listeners. From a real estate point of view, given the size and the varied machines you have, what is the square footage you need to have a Pilates studio? Well, it depends on what you have, how much apparatus you have. We are a certification center, so we have a little more apparatus than just a small boutique studio. So I would think, what is it, 4,200 square feet is a good, uh, yeah. It's and that, that that gives you room to do mat work as well as a room for the machines and uh, and all that stuff, the showers and everything. That's kind of the size of the place you yeah. need. Yeah, and to distance. Am I saying that correctly? Forty two thousand to forty two hundred. Am I saying it correctly? Forty two thousand square feet, and that's a business I want to get involved in. You're doing very well. <laughs> well, forty two hundred. We yeah, have room to so, distance. So, so that's a, that's really interesting. I think that you what you're pointing out is a is a, a principle that I think most businesses like yours will need to consider in the future, right? Which is we're now all coming back um, to fitness, and we need to think about social distancing, not because because of COVID, but just because we got so used to being socially distant, everyone expects that as part of the experience. So, a bigger footprint will be the norm. So a lot of commercial real estate uh, um, uh, uh, agents and investors, particularly listening to this podcast, might be interested to hear this opportunity in the fitness business uh, you know, for, for square footage. Yeah, and I think more so for like the CrossFit and those others, but, but Pilates, you know, the size really varies. Some people have one reformer, one math, so it depends on what the instructor wants. Some people like it small and very private. Yeah, so it's it's funny that you mentioned that, right? I, I think you know there is a big CrossFit movement. A lot of people are into it, but it, and obviously yoga is huge. But I always hear about Pilates. It feels like every other person does Pilates, um, but I have very little knowledge of what Pilates is or how it works. I didn't know until recently that there actually was equipment. So all of this is is really is interesting and brand new. And I think because of the 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 diversity of the experience, Romanus and Pilates and all the other types of Pilates that are out there, um, the space in which Pilates is conducted matters. I think it sounds like mm -hmm. you've, you've taken advantage of some really interesting real estate opportunities in New York, but I'm sure other people around the country, if not around the world, probably benefited from changing their, um, renegotiating their rents or changing the, the, the location um, during the past, uh, past 18 months. Absolutely. And I just want to thank all of the landlords that were very considerate 
and very had a lot of foresight in in this period of time. A lot of landlords were very helpful to the studio owners. Really, and, and you're not you're not the only Romanus Pilates studio in the United States, are you? Oh no, we're we're actually all over the world. And and so you're seeing this um, this shift in in size and upgrading at this moment. Do you see that consistent across across the Romana Studio Network globally? No, not in size. And actually, this was the period of time where people who did have studios for 25 years is that this moment in time was a moment where they decided, okay, am I going to continue this? Am I going to close my studio and just travel around. So some studios have closed, like restaurants, family restaurants. They just decided, well, this is the time to transition, you know. But uh, I don't think that studios will, we had, we needed a bigger size. Lifespan Pilates needed a larger space. And it was the perfect time to negotiate a larger space because we hold the certification center also. Well, what did you? What have you seen so far in terms of uh, people coming back? Are you seeing growth week after week? Are people starting to come back to the studio? Did Did Delta put a crimp in it? What have you seen in the last month or two? Uh, slowly, the clients are starting to come back in, but we also have to take into consideration that this is still summer. So I think after September, we we'll really see what the numbers are. And for the clients that haven't come back in, they still feel this time because we still teach them virtually. So the days are full, but uh, some people stay home for convenience. Some people have bought their own reformers and put them in their living rooms so they can have a reformer and that at home. So, so it's very interesting. So, so now when we think about moving forward right now, Clearly, we're in the summer months. Uh, we get out of the summer months and people are back from vacation. People are maybe perhaps back to work. I know that there's a lot of hybrid talk about people going to work, staying at home, and a combination of both. Uh, we're going to start seeing a hybrid model, not as the same way we're seeing in work, we're going to see in other aspects of people's lives, one of which is fitness and, and thus case, Pilates. Moving forward, as we sort of go into the future and we see this hybrid fitness lifestyle start to to become the norm, is that a benefit um, to your business? Financially, yes. It's but today I must have had twenty three people online and about thirty in the studio, so that's a benefit for a math class. But as far as teaching and looking at the bodies and correcting the bodies in the studio and on video, that's the challenge. Well, I bet I bet the biggest challenge the biggest challenge for your landlord is to improve your Wi-Fi because I know they're working out of the studio. It's all gonna be hybrid. <laughs> today was the first day that the Wi-Fi shut down. I was like Serious, and I, I was. Oh my God! Well, you gotta get this back. That's I why I use my phone. Off, hey. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm tempted. It's like that can't happen again. 
But uh, yeah, that's the first time it's happened. Well, I do think that, uh, like Alex mentioned, that we are in a hybrid world for a while. I would like to think that a lot of people will go back. A lot of companies in New York, a lot of financial companies mandated people back in September. And then that got thrown into a bit of a loop when uh, the Delta variant uh, um, uh, took hold in the United States. And some of these people are being pushed out. Some of the people are being told to wear masks. Um, mm -hmm. So I think the hybrid is here for a while. Um, but I'd like to think we'll get back to normal, whether it's a year from now or six months from now or two years from now. Um, and the and the traffic, because I do think there is a social aspect to going to a gym or going to CrossFit or going to Pilates. Uh, I think you benefit from having people around you trying to make their health better, their bodies uh, stronger, they're stretching more limber. And you look at those people and a guy, I want to be like that, or I want to do, I want to do as many reps as they can do. And it, it pushes you. And I think that part of that is is lost until we we can get back into the studio. Exactly. We need to be in the studios. We need the socialization, the energy. And when you're teaching on Zoom, you exert so much more because you want the client to really feel your energy through the video. So it, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of passion, but it, it works. So we have, to, we have to be flexible, go with the flow. I mean, it could get worse. We never know. We maybe we'll go back to... I don't think so, but maybe more virtual again than in studio. We never know. But the thing is that you love your craft, you teach it with passion, and it works. It works. So I believe that within the next uh, six to eight months, when companies are trying to incentivize their workforce to go back into the office, there is going to be a, um, uh, an offering a benefit uh, to doing so. And so companies are going to look for uh, services like yours, Pilates, um, yoga, and other types of fitnesses uh, that, that's closer to the office that will try to draw people back into, into the buildings. And I think that there's, there's also, the, the great news is it, it sounds like there's reformers and things you can purchase to do Pilates at home. But I think having studios uh, in, in spaces that were commercial meant for offices, you know, and, and, and all or garages, that. garage and all that closer to where you work might be a really good way to get people back into the office. And businesses like yours are going to help bring people back to a life that perhaps um, we, we, um, you know, we've missed, or perhaps we need to, to see again. Exactly. Hopefully we do have that influence. And I think, during this period of time, people really have had a chance to reflect on themselves and what's most important. What you laughing at? No, let me stop. We, 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 we ain't getting any younger. If, that, if that's your I, point, I, I, I agree 100%. You need to take care of yourself. I will tell and you this, had, if, yeah. if I get invited to a dinner party and I walk into the guy's living room and he's got a machine in the living room that's called a reformer or a guillotine, I'm telling you right now, I drop off the bottle of wine and I'm out of there. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. It's so true. It's all in how you look at it. But, but hopefully people, uh, because of this period of time, this COVID period, will just take better care of themselves and, and really understand how important good health is. Just follow, 
following up on that on that point how much of your business would you say is physical therapy related as opposed to just people coming in and wanting to strengthen their core oh we have people with hip replacements people with rides people with scoliosis which is not really an injury it's a body type all all types of people and a lot of people who are prescribed physical therapy will stop that and continue the Pilates because there's a huge therapy aspect to it. Well, that's the issue, right? The biggest problem is continuing, right? I've had physical therapy on my shoulders on and off my whole life. You do the physical therapy, you know, they, they work your shoulder, you do the exercises, you put ice on it, then you go home, you're supposed to do the exercises. For about a month, you do your exercise, then you feel better, you stop doing the exercise. And that's how and you get hurt you again. Right, and that's how you get hurt again. <laughs> and Pilates is for life. It's for life. It evolves. The stronger you get, the stronger the springs get. It's always evolving. And it's always improving. Yeah. I have to ask one question. It's expensive, Pilates, is it not? Do health, do health plans cover Pilates when you have physical therapy? or Because it's not cheap, Pilates, correct? It isn't cheap. Uh, when I was dancing, insurance did cover part of your Pilates uh, sessions, but now we're, we're trying to get back to that. I don't know what went wrong in the process, but at one time, insurance did cover part of it. Yeah, I would. I don't know if I would use the word cheap or expensive. I mean, the the a healthy body is priceless. <laughs> the benefits. I expect a free membership. I'm just saying. Yeah, but we do we do try to make it accessible. Like we have apprentices and the different stages at their advanced stage of their apprenticeship, we let them teach clients at a cheaper rate. Because we do want it accessible to as many people as possible because we believe in it and it works. Well, it must be working because as, as, as we mentioned earlier, Pilates has been around for a long time. And usually when it's a fad, it, the fad moves on and the next hot exercise. But things like CrossFit and Pilates uh, have been around for a long time. They're definitely mm -hmm. real, uh, very productive for, for the people who are involved. And you have the whole aspect of physical therapy, of helping people with a new hip or a shoulder or a knee or back problems. I went for back problems and you needed to strengthen the back. And everything is interconnected now right with the health whether it's the mind the body the uh, the foods we eat it's all interconnected and i guess the more you do and the more you can invest in your body the the more fruit you'll bear right exactly and when you invest in the exercise and you develop it and you start feeling better it moves into different areas of your life it's the exercise and it's the diet and it's giving enough sleep, it just encompasses you. And that's total health. And I think that that's actually a pretty good um, segue into the reason why you got into this business, as well as starting Lifespan Pilates. So um, Cynthia, I want to thank you for your time, actually, you know, enlightening us and opening our eyes on the impacts of Pilates on people's lives. At the same time, helping us understand how um, your studio has taken advantage of some of the opportunities that have been um, been given with the unique 
opening of real estate in the New York City area. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people around the country will 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 benefit from your insight and your expertise in this area. So want to thank you and your team at Lifespan Pilates for uh, taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, can't wait to get out to the studio when we get when we get out of the house uh, and, uh, <laughs> and and get on that reformer and let's go. Okay, Alex. Thank you so much, Cynthia. I, I look forward to getting back. I've always enjoyed Pilates, and I, I, I would love the chance to have you uh, help me run through an exercise and, and, and help me feel better uh, on a day-to-day basis. So thank you again for coming on and spending the time. Oh, thank you for having me. You've been listening to The Real Estate Podcast. Give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. Check out our website at therealestate.co and let us know if there are any new topics you'd like to hear us address. We love hearing your feedback. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.